DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. we got Christian Cox, former University of Utah defensive lineman, coming up at 7.30. Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, is coming up at 8.10 this morning. 8.10, not 8.05? That's apparently it, 8.10. <laughs> Buller told me the time. There you go. <laughs> okay. 8.10. I assume he's got some meeting, some breakfast meeting for the show. Show for his game tonight. He's got meetings, and he apparently has to also undergo a COVID test. So, ah, when do you do it tomorrow? NBA testing. What is? Do it Friday when you're free, carefree. Apparently, he's free at eight ten today. He said he'd do it then. Oh, he's your guy, man. You set it up, didn't you? I did not set up the specific time. I rarely do that. Yak sets up the times. I call him, talk to him. Hey, you want to do this? I didn't mean a specific time. Well, you did. You were talking about eight ten. You misinterpreted. I said generally. Generally, I did call and set it up. Hey, you want to come on while you're on the road this week? And he said yes. And he picked 810. All right, DJ and PK, time for the question of the day. We've got a few minutes before Christian Cox joins us. Hot Texture Toast brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit www.utahairnd.com. Question of the day. Three finalists. For the Coach of the Year, the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award, Blake Anderson, Kalani Sataki, Kyle Whittingham, three of the 13 finalists, rank the Utah guys from one to three. You know, it's pretty cool that all three got nominated. It looked like they nominated all the coaches of all the conference champions and then a uh, handful of 10-win guys. You got me. I didn't look. I'm not an awards guy. I don't win them. I don't really pay attention to them. Just look at myself in the mirror. Did I do the best I could today? That's good enough for me. Well, all three of those guys ought to look in the mirror and think they did really well this year. They ought to look at their bank account, too. And it's doing really well. And yes, if you win 10 games, you did really well. Daniel says any of the three would be a fine choice. But none will get it. East Coast bias will prevail again. I have no idea who votes, so I can't say that. I, I have no idea where the voting contingent lives. Steve says all are very deserving. The question is like asking who your favorite child is. No, it's not. And what's wrong <laughs> with having a favorite child? Why, why, is, why is that so bad? Well, the other kids feel a little left out, PK. Yeah, well, then do better. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that the obvious thing? You're not going to pick a favorite. The one over here is giving you all sorts of grief, and the other one over here isn't. Whose fault is that? That's a dumb phrase that I have always disagreed with. Like it's some cardinal sin to pick your favorite child. Everybody does it. You got somebody over here is giving you all sorts of crap. Why wouldn't you pick the other one? Come on. Use some logic here. You're Mr. Logic. Why is that so bad? Think about uh, it. Probably the psychological damage to the kids. Yuck, How about the you, psychological damage to the parent? Yuck, have you ranked your kids yet and let them know? I mean, Christmas is coming up. It's kind of a version of I mean, of in your house, we had, a, we had to have a, a, a conference and somebody got a B-. minus. They're five and three. I'm so, I mean, I mean, I get it for you, but for the rest of us who got troubled kids, sure, it's easy to pick. Come on. The real world here. 
I dispute that phrase. And there's a lot of people right now nodding. Yep, spitting truth, lo- spitting truth, loogies again. <sighs> Man, that's gross. <laughs> oh, truth, loogies, and you've never flying spit. around the room. Yeah, but not indoors on the table in the carpet in the room we're in right now. Do you see any saliva anywhere outside of inside my that mouth? That one dripping right there. <laughs> There's no saliva present except in my orifice. Ooh. Jake says Kyle runs the state. Going to assume Jake is a U. He runs the state. Runs the state. He's the highest state in play paid employee, usually if the football coaches are. But no, I would not put him number one. Really? I was going to go Kyle one, Kalani two, and Blake three. No. How are you going to go? I think you got to go Sataki one. BYU's done something that they've never done before. And you'll say, oh, Utah has done something. Yeah, well, we found out Cristobal had a foot and a half out the door. And he won, Kyle won one game. Cougars won five. They've never gone undefeated against five Pac-12 teams in the same season. They rarely go undefeated against anybody for five games. Kyle's won the South three times. He won one more game against a half-hearted Oregon team. Blake Anderson's done a phenomenal job. So I can consider putting Blake two. Because the Agsters have never won the Mountain West. Now they have. And they went to... (laughs) It's always tough to go down to Carson and play there. Believe me, I've been to Carson many, many times. My wife attended the institution on which the very stadium is built. She's walked the halls of Cal State Dominguez Hills. Scotty sent us a thing on Saturday. And I said, well, send some jerseys. And then he sent, he sent back a picture of a guy in a, in a uh, prison garb. Yeah, I already picked it up. And I thought, do I want to continue this? Because then I put, I typed in Utah football player, Utah State football player arrested. And I only had my choice of about nine stories to send them. <laughs> you should have sent them all. <laughs> but I was playing golf, so I thought. Nah. Uh, oh, yeah, get off your phone while you're playing golf. I'm going I'm I'm to let this slide. <laughs> <laughs> Just send them a bunch of mug shots. Yeah, he's like, well, which one do I want? I felt like I was a Chuckarama. The choice okay. is yours. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realize so many of them would come up when I've typed that in. But I let it go. My wife t- uh, texted back and said, this is not funny. She's a proud alum, Cal State Dominguez Hills. Her master's degree, I might add. Not some, you know, weak sauce undergraduate. Yeah, not one of those bachelor degrees. So I could put that there because that's never been done. But I think Utah, obviously they all had great seasons. But I think... These awards, in my mind, is who exceeded expectations. And that is why Rick says it's got to be Blake Anderson. Vegas had them winning two to three games this year. BYU and Utah did about what we thought they should do. There's no way. There's no way we thought 
BYU was going ten and two and going five and zero against the Pac twelve. There's just no way. And no, but overachieving expectations by two or three wins versus overachieving expectations by five wins. And Vegas, Vegas, name me one transfer who would be an impact player at Utah State, and that'd be zero. They had no idea. So those things mean less and less and less. None of us had any idea what Bonner was going to do. None. Zero. Nobody. Except Blake Anderson. That's why he gets the coach of the year. Well, I, I did in I would ask Blake and, no, I'd ask Blake, did Bonner perform the way you thought he would? And he would say, say yes. yes. So what happened there that was beyond Blake Anderson's expectation? Nothing. In the most important position in sport, in team sport. Quarterback. He brought in an experienced dude. And that's to take nothing away from them because they were just absolutely phenomenal. You got to tip your cap big time. I mean, except for three games, and I'll, I'll let them lose three games. I'm sure he would take that. Any Utah State coach would take 10 and 3 with, with a the winning, conference title. Winning, yeah. I mean, so you're, no one's going to be uh, throwing that back perfect every week. Uh, so, and, and the good thing about it, and the games they lost, they lost. <clears throat> so there was no what ifs. And, and he was so open about how the team lacked the physical strength and size and how we need to beat you in different ways. So that's just great coaching because he acknowledged it and then he went about and didn't use it as a crutch, still found ways to win knowing that, hey, they couldn't just go in the trenches toe-to-toe. That's not who they were. And so that's a phenomenal job coaching as far as I'm concerned. But it, it's hard to give somebody the coach of the year who didn't even get coach of the conference. Dallas says Kalani, hands down. Then Blake, then Kyle. Kalani killed it and still does with a decimated roster. And BYU beat both those other teams. Kalani's the only choice here. Uh, that's something to factor in for sure. Yeah, yeah when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. He did beat both of those teams. There's no question about that. Yeah. So that that's a, a nice uh, edge to give to him when you're comparing these three. I can buy that. Brian says Witt and Sataki are tied. Witt for turning the team and season around and challenging external dynamics, and Sataki for taking a decimated roster. Seriously, does BYU even have half their starters available at this point? Yes, and they beating do. the Pac-12 champs, five and zero in the Pac-12, and Virginia to boot. Six and six, Virginia to boot. <clears throat> Kalani lost eight. Of his best players, the NFL found a way to go six and one versus Power Five teams and beat Utah and Utah State head to head. Clear choice for number one, and it's not even close. Blake Anderson did a heck of a job, and his built-in disadvantages with his much smaller fan base and less money, he's going to do great things at Utah State. But you can't lose to Wyoming by twenty-seven to be number one on this list. Kyle has all the advantages of Power Five label, which BYU now will have. But it's created huge recruiting advantages. And he found a way to lose to San Diego State, BYU, and Oregon State. Clearly Kyle's third place. Yeah, it's a tale of two seasons for the Utes. Non-con and con. And spring game boy and cam rising. Those are your big differences there. And they lost to Oregon State, but that's the Pac-12. Literally no team has gone 9-0. and zero. So pick a game. You're going to lose to somebody. And it happened to be Oregon State. And everybody's got that loss. Utah State losing to Wyoming. 
BYU losing to Boise State at home. Okay, if you want to compare that, I was just comparing the Pac-12. No team since the thing has gone to 12 has gone 9-1. and And very rarely... Does it go? Do the teams go undefeated anyway? I had read uh, at some point when they were in the latter stages of the Pac-10 that there had only been like five teams in like thirty years. Or yeah, something some like that. some staggering amount. Yeah, because the thing about the Pac-12 is they've got skill players, and we saw when they got in the conference when the Utes first got in the conference, Oregon State came in. And you had Sean Mannion and Brandon Cooks for Oregon State. They weren't a good team, but he was just throwing, laying stuff right on the money to an NFL quarterback. Now, he hasn't been made it big, but he's still in the NFL, to Brandon Cooks, an NFL receiver. And so that sort of defines the Pac-12. Their skilled talent is pretty good, even if their overall talent on an individual team isn't good. So on that given Saturday... They can get you. And that's what happened. Oregon State. Good for them. They got the Utes. You can hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. 